get down to it, a quick reminder that if you want things in your inbox, we'll put things in your inbox with the Hump Day News newsletter. It's a regular wrap-up of coverage past and content to come with links, tips, taters, and tots served up fresh, nice, and hot. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter but not signed up for The Backyard, shame on you. The Backyard is a members-only area at Hump Day News where you'll find all that's best and bizarre at HDN. We've got Mappily Power Rankings, letters from the editor, our in-cell advice column, and more. Sign up at The Hump Day News to log in and enjoy. All right, we've got Sarah Prusik with us for a little episode overview uh, as we were coming in from the little uh, social media ad um we had in the background a local punk band already dead it was a clip from them uh with their new single um with boss the rapper we're gonna have a full song at the end of this episode so check it out uh now sarah welcome to uh the little uh humpcast overview thank you good to be here um we are uh, very lucky uh, to have Ted back for um, his sort of second uh, um, uh, contribution to Humpcast. And he's going to tell us a little bit about South by Southwest. And I'm going to talk to him a little bit about FOMO, Fear of Missing Out, which I feel like used to be a big thing. But I don't know. Is it a, is it a thing anymore? Do people have FOMO? Is it a- you know who has huge FOMO in my life are my parents. I think Your older, parents. I think our parents have FOMO. Like whenever me and my siblings do anything fun without them, they, you can sense they're like a little sad and they miss, they have fear that they're missing out. So, I mean, is this a new thing or is this like, oh, they're able to track a, your goings on more? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's new, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, it's too bad for them, but, you know, they have a, a, a fine full life on their own. You know, parents just don't always understand. Oh, I knew you were going there. All right. Uh, we'll turn it over uh, to uh, Ted in the regular part of the episode and uh, stick around for the uh, full single uh, from Already Dead and Boss the Rapper at the end of this episode. All right, welcome to the Humpcast, uh, the podcast at Hump Day News. I'm joined here by Ted Chase uh, for a, a second outing, or depending on how you count it, uh, maybe a fifth outing, because we did a four-part uh, podcast um, recently. And what was that about? What, did, what were we even talking about, Ted? The, the That one, that was about end-of-the-year stuff. Oh, it was like an end-of-the-year wrap-up. All right. So we have promised ourselves not to go on that long. So we're, we're going to try to be short and sweet here a little bit as we venture out into a kind of uh, highlights and lowlights of South by Southwest. But first, let's let's get your introduction in order, Ted, and I'll, I'll let you do, do your introduction um, uh, this time, uh, because last time you complained, because uh, I think I highlighted an article or two or something that you didn't like. Um, so anyway, Ted Chase, uh, editor at QRO Magazine. Uh, please, Ted, take it away. Who are you? I run a website called QRO, QROMAG.com, QRO Mag. Um, it covers music. It's more of, of uh, an alternative indie band, but cover large, larger things. Um, uh, like we do a lot of festival coverage. Like I was at South by Southwest or this weekend, 
um, the, May 5th to 7th is uh, Shaking Knees in Atlanta, uh, which is going on as we speak. Um, and there's other stuff in a couple of weeks is Hangout Festival on Gulf Shores. I think that's like 15th or the 17th of May. Mm. Um, what state in the Gulf Shores? Oh, that's Alabama. Alabama. Oh, right. So the town is Gulf Shores in Alabama. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's on the, oh yeah, sorry, the, the actual name of the town is Gulf Shores. I think nice. Well, I've always loved the festival coverage at QRO Mag. Um, you have people all over the country and sometimes uh, abroad, right? In foreign countries. What's the last foreign festival you guys covered? Uh, we haven't covered many foreign festivals because the British festivals sort of didn't come back. It was tough after um, COVID. Mm. Uh, and it could be a tough time. How much time did it last? Well, rebounding from COVID is definitely going to be a topic of conversation today. So let's switch gears into what's going to be a kind of frame of our podcast today. Before we get to the highlights and lowlights of South by Southwest, bringing up this idea of FOMO, fear of missing out. Because I remember not too long ago, and I think maybe it was the aughts or thereabout, um, just this really powerful cultural sense of feeling like you were missing out when some of these big name, big time, high end uh, festivals, music festivals were going on and you could sort of social media was such that uh, you could sort of follow along um, even if you were there, but in a really unsatisfying sort of way. So that you just knew enough about what was going on to feel, uh, you know, like you were again missing out. Um, is FOMO, Ted, is it, is that still a cultural force like it, it once was today if so why if not why not i mean it's still uh an issue but yeah it has isn't as big as it was um 10 years ago i think a number of things have contributed to that um i think some of it was just that it got extreme it got extreme um and there was sort of a backlash to the concept of it and I mean, I think I think if you want to talk like about like it's like sort of nadir moment was Firefest. Yeah, right. Which seemed to be entirely people buying it, going into it the with FOMO. If there's one of the two documentaries about it, even talks about FOMO, and then the people who did it, you know, were were sort of mocked online. Um, that it uh, so it became that that became a you know where they weren't yeah where, you know where it became. Then it became about mocking the people who went to things because of FOMO, because they were fear they would miss something out. And so the, think, the FOMO backlash, I, I like yeah. that. And if we take the Firefest as a kind of turning point of sorts, and then there's probably like several turning points uh, yeah. in in lesser and greater orders. Let me let me offer a kind of a counter read to this though. Um, maybe we've just uh, you know we're 10, uh, 15 years older. Maybe a you know, that that fire that burns in our, our, our loins to uh, be at everything, everywhere, all at once um, is just a, a little bit more uh, mature and sedate. Um, if you ask a, I don't know, a 17 year old or 18 year old um, about where they'd rather be, I'm sure it would rather be someplace else. So do you think um, it's just a, maybe a, a, a little bit of a changed perspective? I mean, us? for like us is age i mean yeah i think so i think it's also social media has aged where 15 years ago those things looked really good and now we sort of know better mm -hmm. we know that like your instagram post 
people people you know know to take that with a grain of salt um, right right it, so i think people you know that that and also i think there's this an increasing sympathy for people who are miss who are missing out because i you know it's because some of some of that fomo was you know it's also like with after the um the wall street crash a lot of those people who were going there and posting things on going to things posting things on instagram were wealthier and they became a backlash against them you know the the influencers and became more of a sympathy for the people who oh yeah there's people who miss out because they literally can't afford it they right it's and it's and it's so it becomes sort of a, oh you're just showing off um it's uh and also like you know it, and that became a thing and um also that it's sort of the there was a lot of corporations trying to chase that that trend 15 years ago and so they built these big things and then once the trend turns a bit corporations sort of back mm. out you know, or, or they don't yeah. get because well, perhaps so nothing can uh kill the natural enthusiasm about a culturally emergent force quicker <laughs> yeah. than um corporate sponsorship so maybe it was you know all of the above factors that we mentioned but still, at the end of the day, South by Southwest is, is it's still a festival, you know, among many top tier festivals that are bringing together an enormous amount of uh, new music into one place. And it still remains a kind of, um, you know, a mecca of sorts uh, on the festival calendar for uh, musicians uh, from far and wide to come together. So let's um, seg on over and let's get some highlights and lowlights uh, from you, Ted, uh, on uh, South by Southwest and honoring uh, this sort of fear of missing out. I, who did not go to South by Southwest, will offer some highlights uh, and maybe lowlights of uh, my time uh, spent in Boston during the the uh, the festival itself, which I think was March 10th through March 19th. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, the festival, because South by Southwest, it's not like your traditional, you know, out in a field festival. It takes... There are both three parts to it. There is a um, interactive part, which is where the people launch apps and things like that. Like I think on Twitter or launch, yeah, and that's actually where <laughs> that's where a lot of the the money is. And there's that's sort of the first week of it. The second week is the music, and then during it is the film festival. Um, and with the music things, and but these things take place in sort of different venues or rented spaces or what have you, or um, theaters around sort of downtown Austin. Um, but, so uh, yes. a, just a swirling swarm of chaos of different sort of media projects and uh, presentations going on, not just music, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's actually sort of interesting when you first get there. It's like the last of the interactive people are sort of leaving. Um, but you notice how the interactive have more money. Um, and the interactive, again, they're like the app. People. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of it's that tech industry. I know it's sort of a amorphous term. Um, yeah. All right, but your focus was the music. So give us some uh, highlights or lowlights uh, oh, well, in the one music def realm. Uh, definite highlight is this band, um, Somebody's Child, from the, from Dublin. They sort of sound a lot. It reminded me of a lot of picking up aughts of like those sort of like Phoenix or Shout Out Louds and the sort of more emotional rock, but it but it's sort of a bigger sound. Um, it was great because I really like they had record. A self titled record that came out maybe a few weeks beforehand. They were supposed to play New York the week week after, but 
visa laws for um, mm-hmm. foreign artists going to America are very difficult. It's actually one of the things about South by Southwest is because because they don't actually pay the artists. They, right. they you can get a tourist visa. And that was a big issue this year. That has been a big issue because it it wasn't just the festival was doing that. It was big sponsors were not paying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that sort of, that was before COVID. And then it's, um, but yeah, but it, uh, because then you can play sort of multiple dates. That's one of the things about South by Southwest. You can play multiple dates. I saw them. They're two dates. It's also a thing. The Southwest every year, it occurs around St. Patrick's Day. So I saw them Mm -hmm. at uh, and, and artists have been, you know, complaining about that for a long time. And right. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. I mean, well, it's it's the part of comp- compensation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The compensation issue. Um, yeah. It's it's very odd because I think it was sort of these smaller acts. I, I am not an expert on what that all is about. Um, what I heard is for a lot of these smaller acts, it's like you can get paid this set amount. You can choose. You get a paid this set amount. Not very impressive, but it's a little money. Certainly not going to cover the cost of going there. Or you can get paid virtually nothing and get a festival pass. So yeah, it's like yeah. terrible options on both sides. Which yeah. one well, are you going to choose? And I, I don't know the... Um, yeah, because sometimes also acts do that as part of a tour or they're only there for a day, so they don't need a festival, festival pass necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. But if it, you're like, uh, you know, a, an underground act and... Yeah. Uh, you're okay. like maybe you're doing a few shows with like um you know yeah. uh, around but you're you're probably there as much to be a music fan and just sort of get yeah, the lay of the land as anything um, so they take that but it's a little bit of a spit in the eye because yeah, uh, at the same time they're they're propping up the the cultural yeah. cachet of this festival um they're yeah. being cut out of uh the 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 revenues it's it's also sort of uh um you don't need any specific act they don't need. They just need a whole bunch of them. So you're, you know, you're what negotiating position are you in? If nobody's heard of you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're not, there's not. Um, yeah. And so I this, think- this, wait, let me stop, stop you there. So this started out as a highlight, somebody's child. <laughs> and it, it oh, really oh, turned sorry. into yeah, a, yeah. a low light. You're I, the I, one I, who I got on myself. To that was, my, yeah. that was my problem. I, I, I'm a, I love, um, you know, the, uh, the sort of labor narrative there to, you know, um, uh, artist equity is a big um, story right now. But let me uh, let me um, just switch gears. Let me give you another highlight from back in Boston, and to get things back on a uh, uh, a more upbeat keel. So, Green Velvet, Ted, have you ever heard of Green Velvet? I think I've heard the name. But yeah, he's a big Chicago-based uh, house musician. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, playing music for years and I, I saw him once or twice when i lived in chicago but he was touring through boston and he uh came through big night live which is one of those like shiny marquee kind of yeah, clubby of venues um uh, it's a, yeah it's like right next to um the garden where the celtics oh. and bruins play so it's a real like uh you know shiny part of town not the kind of venue i typically go to but i was like what the hell um, I'll do it for Green Velvet and check out this place I haven't seen before. The kind of place where they have um, bottle service, you know, not, <laughs> yeah. not my thing. Right. <laughs> and like virtually no one was taking advantage of the bottle service. But I did see one um, one sort of cubicle of people. And it was a really embarrassing display of like bros and their like, you know, bro yeah. counterparts 
like uh like being um fetting this uh like uh scantily clad um you know employee um who was uh, offering them yeah it, anyway it was embarrassing um but that's the kind of thing that you get when you go to those like velvet rope type clubs yeah. and uh, which i usually avoid for that reason but uh green velvet excellent i mean i'm not a big house music guy but um uh you know i i i know what i like and i like this uh this guy known for um just a big innovator i think in the uh in 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 that genre and uh always root for the local chicago guy yeah all no, right so that's, that's my highlight I'll, let me kick it back to you oh well this is giving this little of a theme i mentioned that somebody's childhood from ireland green velvet green one of the two of the best parties were one of them was with Ireland, which happened. It was called Full Irish Breakfast. That happened to be on St. Patrick's Day. Um, it happens every Friday. Okay, God, it was felt because one of the things you've been talking about, uh, um, the artists not getting paid, is that foreign governments, they would be uh, you know mostly from rich countries, uh, will pay or will set up big showcases for their their acts. You know, and not just like nations like ireland or i went to new zealand but like you know montreal did something um there's and you know you really get that a lot a lot of those and those are fun because those are also better um funded and mm -hmm. better working than um uh other things because a lot of other a lot of other countries have real big arts programs you now. need that national funding yeah i mean to, and to... well i think it's also because all those countries are smaller than america and they don't want their place to be overwhelmed by mm -hmm. americans like it's actually the one that i mean like even britain does it i mean they do sort of and they but like it's like based on they'll have like one thing that's for scotland one thing that's for you know wales like they'll do it for not just like london um that it's uh but that they it makes and in and south by southwest i think is particularly well designed for that because mm -hmm. it's such an established festival because you have your own venue you know you can really run it there's I remember I think it wasn't this year, it was last year I did it. I saw something where the mayor of Austin was at and he joked that he would go to every single country's thing to like nice. because it was like I think that's great. That's like I mean, no, no, no. It was totally that's like, like the like, um was, what's that thing know. at Disney World where it's like oh, the Epcot food Center? court with yeah, all the countries? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, I mean it's 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 still mostly a tour of like richer countries. But though they've had some I remember one year, I think it was maybe it was 2017 when they were trying to push the Muslim ban, Muslim countries, they specifically had showcases that was like this is all from all from countries that like they're trying to like ban people from coming in. Mm -hmm. um, it was so yeah, you can definitely see like there's a lot of like um for like the Japan, Korea, South Korea, Taiwan, they do great, great things that mm -hmm. um and yeah, and you'll see or a lot of Spanish language, you know, Latin America and Spain, um, they will do big things and they'll because South and, by South let me jump in here because I'm starting to see a connection here with some of this earlier FOMO discussion. You know, this this notion of the backlash against this sort of gentrified class of yeah. music fans and artists that um, were uh, were able to attend these yeah. uh, things because they just have more cash. Um, you know, uh, these nationally funded sort of artist programs can do a little bit, at least, I think, in sort of countering that. Yeah. um cultural yeah. result because you yeah. you you know it's it's not on um you know your personal 
personal cash reserves whether you can like go and play these foreign festivals or not yeah and and they don't necessarily and they're not trying to get like oh some huge you know britain is not trying to have elton john play their british music embassy south by seven you know that it's it's so it's not where something say sponsored by a corporation um they want to have these big you know they want to have the the big acts that would make people fear they missed out whereas yeah these 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 national things are, are sort of regional sponsors and there's also i've seen regional ones that are from within the united states it's a little different and sometimes it'd be sponsored by like you know uh there'll be um but north, uh, north dakota yeah no there's some state ones well i think it's like you know okay there's you know there or it's it's or it's about like from publications or from various things that are uh based in certain areas uh-huh. they're, they're always sort of like open doors you know unless it's some weird like governmental th- you know they're they're All right. i'll keep an like, eye out for that i haven't seen that like a state-based uh, kind of other, artist no, these aren't state-based and these are pri- these are sort of organizations that yeah they're not they're not like oh it's from government sort of like non-profit organizations yeah, yeah, that yeah. maybe are like um you know they can get government money but they're yeah, but, but, but the they're, artists aren't getting it directly from like a government yeah run program yeah i mean it's okay. a difference between the united states and the rest of the world in terms of arts funding and stuff like that that much more private um all right let me let me uh continue this uh because you sort of hit on this sort of irish saint patty's day green uh um theme um let me do a highlight of my own uh from that saint patty's day weekend i was covering a few shows and uh i had the distinct privilege of doing a live review that I got to title pissing Guinness. You know, it's not often that, uh, you know, I can get uh, some really good quotes from artists from the stage um, because half the time I can't tell what they're saying, whether yeah. they're singing or talking, but I, I got would- a really good quote uh, from an artist who uh, let's see, they were playing the Monday after um, St. Patty's day weekend. And the artist was, um, um uh daniel cummings i think from uh the punk uh band already dead out of boston he said he was still pissing guinness (laughs) from the festivities so i titled the article pissing guinness and i put the lead uh photograph on it um uh is pictures a narragansett tall boy on top of a urinal um (laughs) next to an already dead sticker which i happened to spot uh uh in the bathroom um Side note, it seems like um, bands are competing with each other to get their um, sticker um, closer and closer to the target point of urine, like down at the bottom of the urinal, you know, like not even the top of it, but like closer and closer to where you actually aim. Um, All right. End of end of side tangent there. But this was a this was my highlight. Um, uh, But I want to pitch it to you because um, this is a punk band that is doing some interesting collaborations with a, uh, a a local rapper by the name Boss the Rapper, but B-O-S the Rapper. Uh, and they did a song uh, together called Don't Wake Me, which was actually material that um, the collaboration had occurred before uh, Already Dead's recent uh, album, My Collar is Blue. Um, so it goes kind of far back. Um, and I've always, when I hear a sort of rap rock collaborations, you know, it has a tendency to turn my blood cold. Um, where are you on rap rock collaborations, Ted? Yeah, I, I'll admit that that 
because there was a really bad trend of it that when we were younger in sort of the late 2000s. Yeah, when was that? Yeah, late well, yeah, 2000s. it was late 2000s because it was after hip hop had gotten big, and then yeah, like um, it became you know the bands that had the DJ had a DJ in them. Like, I mean, I think it was. Uh, it was a very confused time. Yeah, like, and it was sort of it just it just didn't work, and it seemed very like music industry people came up with this idea and it, and it was very broy. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the pinnacle, if you want to, I mentioned Firefest, you know, thinking Woodstock 99 and Limp Biscuit. Yes. The yeah. Limp Biscuit. On the deer like, of rap rock. But I think, but it's definitely, they've done, it's now, I think, cause it, anything, it, it, that sort of sorted itself out to a degree and there's another, especially because now it's people, then it was people who came up either in rap or in rock combining now it's especially younger people who listen to both growing up mm-hmm. they team up like there's a great artist with her Kay Flay who like I swear she's like every time she's like specializes in working with like indie rock bands as like the guest rapper on like, oh, okay like I know she did something with uh oh god I don't remember the name but I remember she did something with Matt and Kim she does something with some other people um oh god what was now kill me the band this great song you can get it that it's still like um with I can't remember who um Canadian act uh Arkells I think mm-hmm. um maybe it wasn't Arkells um anyways uh but um that now it's a lot more organically done mm-hmm. it's uh and it's a lot it's also a lot less cringy. And, and it doesn't feel as broy as it used yeah, to it doesn't be. Feel like you don't feel like you're in the middle of like like a, a raging like frat party yeah yeah um, I mean, when you're listening to that music yeah it's 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 a lot more yeah these are people who came um yeah i mean like k flay is 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 a woman it's also not as oh okay the rapper's black the rock band's white right if you want to take it all the way back to um what was that walk what rock this rap this way yeah 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 with aerosmith and dmc yeah which in and of itself was a seminal moment because it was like introducing hip hop to like it was the first time hip hop was on MTV or something like like it was mm-hmm. in of itself but then it's almost people were chasing. very influential early collaboration yeah. you can also talk about um bring the noise with uh, anthrax and public enemy oh yeah 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 that so, was you know those were some really good starts to the rap rock collaboration so i don't know what happened that it just like um well, it just went to limp biscuit levels i think it it was like any any art movement where it starts as this sort of outsider original thing and then everybody jumps in on it and then also a lot of attention and money follows follows it and it just becomes copies of copies um mm-hmm. so maybe but- much like southwest maybe the the feverish uh the fever pitch uh has been reached and maybe we've yeah. moved beyond that and now you can start it's- to sort of really appreciate it for what it is and and don't worry about yeah. what it is not yeah, yeah, it was definitely. I can remember. Yeah, like, um, yeah, there was definitely. I can remember there was the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, that it's sort of. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting now. Though I think also one of the issues. It also works well better now as viral singles. We've mm-hmm. got a rapper on it, but the but the problem is, what do you do on tour? Do you mm-hmm. just not have the rapper in it, or you know we're. Or just have a backing track. Backing track. Do you have the the person? Which doesn't bother a lot of people. It bothers yeah, me. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, sometimes I've seen things where they'll then put, 
especially if you're sort of a big enough that can have a screen behind you, they'll have footage of the person rapping with it. So, so mm. you, you know, or a like, hologram if you can afford it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a hologram would be, I mean, that's only <laughs> that'd be ideal. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> but, so then it's, and which is something I've seen in like regular concerts where you have a guest, especially when it's sort of like, yeah, someone more famous than you or something that you can sort of put them where they, yeah, no, they're not going on tour with you for this one song, but you put, put the footage of them up there. It's, uh, um, it's, so it's a thing. And it was nice. actually, locales. you can get it. Who All right. So that, um, so that was my highlight, um, already dead, uh, collab with boss, a rapper. I saw them at Midway cafe, um, during South by Southwest. And uh, maybe I'll uh, end uh, the podcast with a little clip uh, from their uh, yeah. new single, Don't Wake Me. Um, all right, uh, Ted, let me throw it back to you. Uh, you, you know, you uh, your choice. Low, low light? Uh, let's, let's end on uh, one of your um, highlights or lowlights, whatever you like. Okay, well, this is something I was going to mention. It's not really not my life, but we were talking about FOMO was one day at South by Southwest, uh, Boy Genius, the sort of sad girl mm. pop super group, played the Austin airport. And it was uh. just like the day after I flew in. So I missed them. And it was, that was very, because it was like, and it was only like people, you know, things that they were, you know, on their phones were showing it. And it was definitely a like a neat thing. And, but it also felt like it threw back to those neat things that like you would have at South by Southwest of randomly seeing kind of, because they were, like big yeah, artists playing in the alley next to a pizza. Yeah, yeah, or surprise pop up. Like, and it was mm -hmm. a real surprise. A lot, one of the issues is a lot of times these surprise things get leaked. Mm -hmm. and I once saw um, Usher was a guest star, guest star, but everyone at something years ago, but everyone heard him sound checking. So then, that's what they came here came there for, and it was kind of, I would say, it ruined it. Like, because he was he was still great, but it really it changed what the vibe was. Right. Um, uh, it I becomes a big melee something. rush it, to get in. Yeah, it was because he was playing with Afghan wigs who were sort of, uh, you know, a sort of Seattle um, or grunge era thing. But everyone was there for Usher. Then I later saw Afghan wigs play a relatively small place just in New York. And Usher came on. That, that was a total surprise for like once. And it was like that because that's what you're shooting for with mm. all these Bobo things. And it becomes very hard, but it's very hard to pull it off. Um, but anyways, my missing them was uh, was a low light. Well, you know, it uh, just goes to show that even if you go to South by Southwest, yeah. uh, you still have fear of missing out. Uh, I want to thank you, Ted, uh, for joining us for another Humpcast, and I hope to have you back in the future. Um, and uh, I encourage everyone to check out um, QROMag.com uh, for festival coverage and more. Uh, thanks a lot, Ted. Cheers. Thanks for joining. Visit us at the site at humpday.news for good junk in art, politics, sports, and culture. Follow us on our socials, subscribe to the newsletter, sign up for The Backyard, and for the love of God, remember, every day is hump day. I don't need a home address, got a little homie, yes. That's why I ain't flown the nest, that's why I ain't flown the nest. I was built for life on the road, nights all alone Between the white lines, right rhymes for the soul Different time zones, I'm dreaming Different time zones, I'm dreaming But what if the pen he earned Became the pen he saved That helped him write the verse That takes it all away Cause right now, everything I write down's like a fight till the light's out I'm in the ninth round, I'm
another nine mic bout My life's taking a bite out Am I on the right route? I don't know, I might bounce I don't know, I might sound crazy lately I'm off of my rocker, I'm out of my head So I'm hitting the bottle till I fall in the bed And I hope they find me safe If I'm sleeping, please don't wake me Just let me rest in peace See where my dreams will take me And I hope they find me safe If I'm sleeping, please don't wake me Just let me rest in peace